Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the fourth episode into the new series called Running With Vision Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm heading into my third month of half marathon races and thought it was only fitting I introduce a series that intertwines mindset, life, and running. So this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it was only fitting that I share this episode on why gratitude runs are important. In this episode, I talk about being thankful for our health, body, physical, and mental strength, and I share the importance of taking runs one day at a time, not obsessing over progress, the harmful effects of comparing your runs to others, and more. Before I dive into today's episode, let's get into a life update first. It's been a week since the last episode aired, which talked about why it's important to slow down in order to speed up. In the episode, I shared my strategy for the Brooklyn Half Marathon and how I was planning to run it with my sister. So when my sister arrived, I was ecstatic for her. Your first half marathon is an experience that you never forget. You have the pre-race nerves, you're double-checking your hydration list, the things to bring with you on race day, preparing for how much sleep you should get the night before, all things that go into preparing for a half, 24 to 48 hours out. My sister arrived on Saturday morning, the day before the race. And of course, I had to treat her to my all-time favorite bakery and cafe on the Upper East Side called Black Star Bakery and Cafe. Highly recommend if you are on the Upper East Side. They have the best oat milk chai lattes and this one vegan croissant that I haven't been able to find anywhere else. I promise you, if you order it with avocado and egg, it will keep you satiated for the rest of the morning. Anyway, afterwards, we made our way to Industry City in Brooklyn, which is a commute, aka a journey for us. The lines were insanely long and it wrapped around the entire building, but eventually we made it in. We got our race bibs, t-shirts, and then we headed back to Manhattan. I was watching my sister for the most part and could see the twinkle in her eye. Her first race, her first race bib, and the moment starting to feel real second by second. We changed and got ready for dinner. You know, I was more excited for this part because my sister was finally going to meet my boyfriend for the first time. They, of course, vibed, and the dinner went smoothly. And yes, we ate a balanced meal of carbs, protein, and vegetables for the race. I've been my sister's coach for this entire training process, and I drilled her down, and I was like, it's so important to get in the right nutrients for your body prior to the race. And so we did. That night, we put together a race strategy. We studied the race map once more, eyeing where the highest elevation points were, Something I drill into my head as I mentally prepare for a race. Because if you can convince your mind that you can, in fact, run up a hill, you will be able to physically. And there were some elevation points starting at the halfway point, around mile 7, and then another around mile 8 and 9, and then another one towards the end. And I also helped my sister figure out her average pace throughout the race, and at what miles where she needed to pick up the pace. And just to clarify, 
I find all of this fun. Strategizing the race course and a plan for race day. I love tracing each mile from the start line to the finish and examining what the course will look like. And there's this quiet, simmering kind of excitement as you start visualizing the cheer zones of people cheering you on and rooting for you as you pound the pavements of New York. (laughs) I'm currently smiling at the thought because those are just the little things we runners love about races. It's exhilarating. Your heart is pounding. Your legs are pushing. And it's something everyone should experience at least once. Even if it's a 5K race, shorter or longer races, because the energy that takes place at races is just unmatched. There's a fire inside of you to keep going and you feel like you're on top of the world, but at the same time, your legs are on the verge of wanting to give in because they're physically tired. It's a weird feeling. I mean, if you think about it, People are like, why do people run? Why would someone want to put themselves in physical pain? But it's just so much more than that that I just cannot explain. It's like a feeling that you have to experience and go through. And just to wrap up on on that, the Brooklyn race, um, my sister and I finished and she had the runner's high. She loved it. She was already telling me that she was looking forward to the next half which I find that when you are on that runner's high, you get in that mindset of when's the next race? When can I start training for this and that? And after I'd finished, I started tracking her to see where she was on the map. And my sister was nearing the end. She was actually at the turnaround from mile 12, almost to mile 13. And my heart started pounding. I just wanted to know what she was feeling and... I was just so proud of her for being able to run 13 miles for the first time. It's, I'm telling you, it is a, an experience that everyone should at least experience once in their life. And I met up with her at the finish line. We got our medals and I was just so extremely happy for her. Overall, it was a good day. We weren't too sore from this one. We, of course, got a big brunch, and that was that. Let's get into today's podcast episode, where I want to dive into gratitude runs. And when you think gratitude runs, you probably think of those turkey trot 5Ks on Thanksgiving morning. Which, by the way, my family and I have a running joke, pun intended, that we are most definitely that family who runs 5K turkey trots on Thanksgiving. Anyone joining the family, you've been warned. There are different types of runs. If you're a non-runner, you're probably, like, confused by what I mean. What do you mean, Grace? A run is a run, period. If you're training for a race or just practicing stronger or faster runs, we do runs like interval runs, tempo runs, easy runs, speed runs, etc. All types of different runs where... We focus on either increasing stamina, speed, and other things. But gratitude runs are more so meditative runs. Runs where you aren't thinking about trying to PR or 
beat a certain time or pace. These runs are reminders of everything we are grateful for. Our health, our body, our physical and mental strength. So I like to see these runs as a check-in for our mental health. And here's the thing. Gratitude runs, they aren't about speed. As a runner, you can imagine speed as the first thing that comes to mind when running a race. How fast are you going? What time did you clock? Did you hit a PR? All thoughts that go into a runner or spectator's mind when watching a race. Just like social media, running can get pretty unhealthy and toxic too. You can find yourself playing the comparison game with other runners with their pace and time. All things I've been and still am guilty of. I don't think we'll ever not compare ourselves to other runners because a race is a competition, essentially, and they are tracking the top place finishers at the end. But I think it gets easier over time. You might find yourself comparing and being hard on yourself for not reaching a certain time or holding a certain pace because Susie did it. But as time progresses and you keep training for yourself, you'll start to realize that whatever pace or time Susie has is hers and hers alone. You have a different body, a different mind, and even if you are capable of reaching Susie's time or pace, you will reach it on your own time. Gratitude runs remind you to take it one day at a time. I remember when I did a gratitude run recently with my friend Skylar. One weekend, we decided to go for a morning run together in Central Park. I had told her that I couldn't run without music, but we both ended up talking the entire time with no music. And it felt great. We felt great. We were cruising and... I was thinking in my head of how grateful I was to be spending this time with someone else who enjoyed running as much as I did. My head was clear, and I found myself taking in the nice weather, pedestrians, and runners around me. This run actually reminded me of my past runs in college, when I'd run when I was frustrated, stressed, and just in a bad mood. And running on my college campus meant there were red lights, pedestrians, and cars that I had to stop for. And I could remember my mom always reminding me, Grace, you can't be grateful and angry at the same time. And it's so true. As you pass mile after mile with a list of all the little to big things you are grateful for, the negative feelings start to dissipate. You are no longer frustrated and stressed, but thankful that you have this healthy body that allows you to keep moving forward, physically and mentally. You're suddenly reminded of everything you have instead of everything you want. And on the topic, when I was in college, I used to think life would always get easier or better as an adult. I thought that having freedom meant you would have endless options to do whatever you wanted. But as I'm approaching year five, living here in New York City, I've realized I had portrayed an easier life differently back then. I had been fixating on things I had thought deemed me successful. But the older I get, 
the more I realize that it's not a certain location or a job or a status that makes life easier or necessarily better. It's how you continue to respond to situations and decisions and how you view what is worthy of your time and energy that gives you the mental capacity for a life you want to build. At the end of the run with Skylar, we both felt happy with the progress, and when I went to check my miles on the Nike Run app, I noticed we had kept a consistently good pace, and even negative split towards the end. See? It's amazing how we spend so much time focusing on our pace and time, only to realize that when we stop obsessively checking our watches and run apps, we hit the goal we wanted in the first place, physically and mentally. The reason why I resonate so much with running is because it's exactly how I approach my life. I find myself pacing through life like a marathon. I find myself wanting to get stronger and faster through training, not through cutting corners. And I also find myself focusing on speed, not just in racing, but also in life. And when the pace is too much for me to handle, my body knows when to pull back and maintain my stamina. Because just like I train myself to finish strong in every race, I do the same with whatever I'm doing in life. And if I convinced you to be a runner now, my work here is done. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic into the Running with Vision series. This will be the last and final episode in the series, and we'll be talking about finishing strong, crossing that finish line. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.